You have faith, but don't show it by your actions. Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing. And you say, goodbye, have a good day, stay warm, eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. This week, Hurricane Harvey came upon us, and it's been all over the place, including Facebook. And this is what Sanja (laughs) posted to Facebook. And I quote, See what happens when you name a hurricane after a man. He won't ask directions, wanders around lost, leaves a mess, and doesn't clean up after himself. And as I know, the snake is Uh huh. And it's funny, but dear Lord, this was a mess. I think, wasn't it 52 inches was the, the rainfall at the, uh, the height of the storm in one of the areas that received the most? Now, 52 inches is about here on, you know, five feet. Okay, 48 inches, 52 inches. Who here is four feet four? Hey, Kimmy. Stand up and don't bounce. There you go. (laughs) She has the ability but not the capacity to stand up and not bounce. But that flood would cover her. And you know you only have to be up to about, oh, a little under your waist in rushing water before it sweeps you off your feet. As a matter of fact, if you get water even up to your waist, I believe, and you're in a car, that can sweep the car off its tires. I heard another statistic. I don't know if it's correct. I didn't go back to check. But it was that on the Houston area, 23 trillion gallons of water was dumped. Now, of course, in the news, there's been all of this going on, and there's a little of the blame game. I understand there was a a controversy about First Lady shoes in the midst of the week, which I was like, oh, come on. We got people who need help. uh, Anyway, I don't want to give that more airtime. And there's people like, well, we should have evacuated. Others say, no, we shouldn't have evacuated. Others saying, well, you should have done this, should have done that. Don't you love the Monday morning quarterbacking? That's when I start going in search of other news. And we'll get to some of that news in a minute. But right now, I want to ask you, if I were to just say it was an act of God. What does that come to mind? I mean, some of us have dealt to our probable loss with insurance. So let me ask you, uh, how are these categorized? Let's say a person is on the cell phone, answering a a call, driving in their car, and they wreck. 
So they're at fault, right? Okay, the insurance company said, well, that's your fault. You deal with it. Let's say this person is laying in the car. It starts smoking. So another person drags them out of the car, but that aggravates their injuries. Now that's a no-fault situation. That's actually under the Good Samaritan rule. Then let's say a few months later, this same unfortunate driver has bought a new car, has parked it out in the driveway. That night there's a storm, lightning hits the tree, and it collapses right on top of his car. At this point, the person should consider taking the bus. But that would be called an act of God. You know, I googled act of God... In their image search engine, which if you're going to use their image search engine, put on the safety filter, okay? Please. I'm just saying. But <clears throat> I got stuck in my mouth. This was one of the images that came up. An artist's rendition of an act of God. You see, this poor individual has the tidal wave about to crash over him while the lightning is about to hit him. In fact, if you look up the definition with insurance companies, it'll say something like this. Something bad that happens for which a human is not responsible, an act of nature, something that is unavoidable. So that's an act of God. Don't you love it when our definition of an act of God is when something horrible happens? Hmm. We know the gospel's take is somewhat different. In scripture, God is described as sovereign. That means he is in control. But the world is described as cursed because of what humanity has done. And this is kind of hard for moderns to get our, our heads around. Now, on the one hand, if you take Adam and Eve literally, as Paul and Jesus seem to, then the brokenness of creation is laid at the feet of the pinnacle of God's creation, which is humanity. In other words, by their actions, death, or you could say decay, or for our scientists in here, you could say entropy, entered in as a fundamental part of creation. But if you want to look at it another way, let me just do this by another example. Um, Let's say, as we know happens, the federal government of our great country backs flood insurance for people who are building houses in flood-prone areas. That's the standard operating procedure. Because the local banks would not take that risk upon themselves. So they do this. So now the banks say, okay, we'll lend you this money because it's going to be backed by the federal government. So we're not going to worry about the risk. So these people who couldn't get loans now say, oh, now we can get a loan, so we're going to build there. It's so beautiful. It's right next to the ocean. Just smell the ocean spray. It's wonderful. Now, as you also know, our warning and forecast systems are not 100%. That means whenever something may happen, all the alarms get hit. Now, how many times do you have to evacuate an area before you say, well, I've done this let's say four or five times, I have packed up and I have run off to stay with Aunt Matilda or whatever her name is, and it's always nothing. This time, I'm just going to stay at home. Except this time is the time it is something. 
and it hits, and you are in trouble. So you see how all of these human actions, where each step of it seemed kind of reasonable, but in the end of it, it's encouraged people to be in the path of danger. And then we say, that's an act of God. But is it? Now, God is described as sending sending both good and bad into our lives. You can read the book of Job and find that out. And it's in both Testaments. Sometimes we're even told by Paul that we're being disciplined by God. Though if you want to remember, please remember that discipline does not necessarily mean retribution. It has to do with character formation. But sometimes we're also told the bad stuff happens as a window to the better things that God has in store. The blind man on the road, who sinned? No one. This was so he could have God's glory shown in his life. There's another verse. God works all things to the good of those who are called according to his purpose. Let me ask you this. Have you ever been inconvenienced? And we're kind of griping about it. And then you found out in the midst of it, even amidst your griping, that that is exactly where you were supposed to be at that point in time. One of those nice God incidences that once in a while he just pulls the curtain back and lets you see, oh, so that's why I had this horrible morning and I was late for my visit and I was coming through at this particular time and there I saw the person right after the wreck and was able to help them. Or saw that person on the side of the road and listened to God's call and said, just drive up and offer to take him to get some lunch. That's how God works. And I think since that how, that's how God works, we should be calling those kind of things acts of God. And by the way, I just like this. These are people that were coming off of the boats, but uh, I, I needed to find a reason to put it in here because two little puppy dogs in a cooler is just plain cute, <laughs> isn't it? But look at those two people. They have had probably the worst day they've had in decades And there's a smile on their face. Why is that? Well, they got puppy dogs in a cooler. I'd make anybody smile. But at the same time, you see people behind them who have shown them their best. Who have shown them kindness. See, over the past few months in the news, it's been all about all of our brokenness. Have you noticed that? It's been... People yelling, people fighting, people doing horrible things to one another. It's all about the brokenness and very little about God's image or the following the leading of God's Spirit. And you know it when you see it. You turn on the news and you can pretty much, if you really think of it, you can start categorizing brokenness, fallenness, brokenness, sin, yes, But then once in a while, you'll say, okay, that's the image of God shining through. And often, if they let the quote run long enough, you might even hear, well, my church was doing this and we got involved. And then you know it's not just the image of God shining through, it's the Spirit of God working through the image of God created in us. And I'm glad to see that. I hate that all of this has happened, but I've been so glad because that has... (sighs) 
I've seen people being what in my heart I have always kind of hoped and thought that we as Americans were. And after all of this bad news and all of the griping and the politics and the fussing and ah, you start to think just a little, what is this place? Do I even recognize it? But thankfully since Harvey, since this horrible, wretched, tragic act of God on the insurance companies, you have had action after action that have had God's hand all over it. And it's been such a breath of fresh air because we have seen our fellow broken Americans still acting in love and in faith and in the interests of others instead of in their own self-interest. We see what we hoped was still there, but maybe we're beginning to wonder about just a little bit. So I wanted to share some. Some of you who uh, was watching some of the posts that I just did quickly on Facebook, you can tune out for about 30 seconds, but better tune back in. Okay? In the upper left-hand corner, I don't know if you can really make that out. It's obvious now that I need glasses. You have three teenage boys, I think from age 14 to 17. Uh, one of them woke up that morning, and his truck was getting going to be flooded soon so he said let's go over and get my uncle's boat so they got the boat brought it up there in the trailer on the back of the truck as i understand it when the boat started to float off of the trailer they got in the boat and were going around they heard somebody yelling so they started helping people and they heard another one yelling so they helped them they got a little wave rider board things put it on the back tied it down and they started taking people. I think it was either local Kmart or Kroger somewhere where they would be safe. And as I understand it, they rescued about 50 people and stayed up doing it until about 2 a.m. in the morning. You worry about our teenagers? They've still got it. That gentleman on the right, on the other end of the age scale... This uh, gentleman in Houston has been called Mattress Max. You can almost write the TV commercial when you hear Mattress Max. Come on down. Has two locations. All of his inventory is now ruined. You know why? Because he opened both of the locations whenever he heard the shelters were getting full up and said, anybody, posted on Facebook, anybody who needs a place to stay, come on down. You can sleep in our furniture locations. And people have been crashing in there on the bed, on the furniture. You see one person in the Lazy Boy kicked back. I don't know if the insurance is going to recompense him for this. I mean, it wasn't the flood that did it. It was his decision. He still decided to do that. These, this uh, on the lower half. <laughs> you know, I would not normally say to look for inspiration from a tough-as-nails mixed martial art fighter. But Derek Lewis, when he saw everything was going on, he got in his truck, which you've seen those trucks that are about, you know, 50 feet off the ground. That's the kind of truck he had. Had a Texas truck. It's big in Texas. So he was driving around helping people. And this one guy, he went to get this man and his wife. And this guy was, I believe, even wrapped up in his big old Confederate flag. He just had to save. And when he saw Derek, he said, oh, man, I'm sorry. I don't need to get in, in, in your truck. And Mr. Lewis said, no, just get on up there. I don't care. We're here to help. Get in the truck. 
Now, isn't that great to see after all of the news about racial strife recently? People seeing other people in need and saying all of that stuff doesn't matter. I heard that uh, on just watching through the news channels. At this one shelter, the newsman was saying, and you know, I can't believe it, one out of every five people that are here are actually volunteers who are helping the other people. I also heard on a, a broadcast that some people who were driving down into a place where there was no gas left, with their boats behind their cars, coming up during the time the water was still rising, parking their cars, offloading onto the boat, that they were leaving their vehicles there knowing that the vehicle would soon be underwater because the water was still rising. One of them, they said they heard one of them whenever they left saying, well... Bye, car. <laughs> now, for some of you, I, I know Marty's here. Uh, I wish Mary is here, too, because she loves that little white doodlebug of hers. That would be hard, wouldn't it? Bye, car. How about, let's see if I, yes, I got it. That's not a picture you see every day. Jet ski going out the front door. With the lady in the back and the man looking up smiling. You know how that got there? This elderly couple, the waters were rising, so they had called up <laughs> the local Chick-fil-A. Said they ordered two grilled chicken burritos with extra egg and a boat. <laughs> and can you believe that one of the managers of Chick-fil-A, she sent her husband to pick us up and we are so grateful. So, two chicken burritos and a boat. <laughs> That's service. I just found this one out this morning and just stuck him in there real quick. You see Anderson Cooper in the middle and the person who's... Uh, this is Shannon Townsend. And turns out that Shannon and I graduated from Lafayette High together. I think it was the same year. I barely remember his name. But he moved to Houston and there he is being interviewed as yet another one of those many, and he's representative. There are so many that are not being interviewed. But they had the ability to help, and they did the right thing. This, this is who we are called to be. This is who Christians are called to be. This is who Americans traditionally have also been called to be. So I just want to say today, I just want this time to feel good about what we see happening because those are the acts of God. It might be someone who has been in church all their life or hasn't been there in years, but you can tell that the Spirit of God is still working in the hearts of those who are listening, seeing the need, and not just thinking about themselves. And that is the choice that we also have. Every day of every week. I like Teresa of Avila's quote here. Christ has no body on earth but yours. No hands but yours. No feet but yours. Yours are the eyes through which Christ's compassion for the world is to look out. 
Yours are the feet with which he is to go about doing good. Yours are the hands with which he is to bless us now. That is who we are called to be. So will we answer that call this week. Dear Lord, let it be for each of us that in the small ways that will never be on the news, that we can be your hands and feet in our daily lives this week. Amen and amen.